what is his hope for us? Is it if we've been victimized, staying a victim? No, and there's a common term today that's used, and that is a survivor, a survivor of certain kinds of abuse. And I understand, but you know, for me, I don't love that term. The Bible says it differently. I love the word conqueror because that's what the Bible says, that we are more than what? Conquerors through him who loved us. So yes, you can start as a victim and that means you are powerless. You literally do not have control of whatever the situation is. And you may move to become a survivor, but don't stop there because you can overcome a victim mentality by changing the way you see God and yourself in relation to him. Romans 8, 37, and all these things we are more than conquerors through him who loved us. We will all face some level of mistreatment and even abuse as we go through life. Sadly, abuses of many kinds are real and they happen every day. Being a victim of abuse can cause any of us to feel powerless and hopeless, but there's good news. June Hunt says that we all have God-given worth and we can find healing. We can walk in freedom and we can move forward in hope. Let's listen as she talks about this today here on Hope for the Heart. I don't think we can protect ourselves 100% from victimization. I do believe that we can take steps not to stay a victim. And this would be my desire for you as you listen, as you put your mind in gear, because all around you are people who have been victimized just in different ways. Many are living with a victim mentality. A victim mentality is a mindset in which a person who was once a victim continues on in the old thought patterns of feeling powerless even when the victimization has ended. A person with a victim mentality, by and large, sees others as powerful and themselves as powerless. This is perception. When a person begins to get healthy in their mindset, then that changes, and there is far more equality. God did not intend us to live our lives, here are the powerful people, here are the powerless people. You don't see that in the Bible anywhere. And you do see many people who are men and women of God who are at certain times treated as victims, meaning they are powerless to prohibit what occurred. But that does not mean that they move into that victim mentality. And I don't want that for you. I think at times that a person can have pockets of victim mentality times. And I say that because there have been times when I've had a victim mentality. Someone was treating me a certain way and I thought, I can't do anything about it. I can't change people, but we can change. Am I going to stay in this relationship? Or I may be in the relationship, but am I going to continue to respond in this relationship as though I am powerless? You're an adult. You can make healthy decisions. The problem comes when at times we make unhealthy decisions. We are not realizing it, but we actually have the ability to say no to certain people. And you think, oh, but this person's in my family. Okay, but you still have the ability to make healthy decisions. This is something that took me a long time to learn. 
I did not realize until a few people helped me and challenged why are you responding to this person as though you have no choice well part of that was just some brokenness within me so at times we need someone to help us I mean, I'm talking about a friend somebody who come up and say June I just noticed that you seem to be responding this way do you believe that that's the best way for you to handle this do you think that there might be another way it sure would make me think I may not still know what to do but see if you are equipped you can help a lot of people expose what is wrong with the intent of establishing what is right now sometimes our problem is well we don't exactly know how to say it let's continue to understand what is this victim mentality a victim mentality leads those who were genuinely powerless to stop abuse from occurring in the past to needlessly assume the same powerless state in the present in order to fully embrace the future that the Lord has planned for them this faulty assumption needs to be replaced with God's truth many times we don't know what is true until someone brings it to light you'd think well but this is so obvious listen it is not obvious to the one who grew up as a victim I am grateful for many aspects of my upbringing though I would never go back I think when things are so painful at home you don't even know you're walking around with a black cloud over you you're not free at least I wasn't free to tell anybody anything that was going on in my home that's that concept of loyalty to the family and yet in truth it's kind of like why do we have such loyalty to perpetrators in fact one thing that you learn about childhood sexual abuse for example is the best deterrent for sexual abuse continuing on is telling the secret the power in childhood sexual abuse is the secret the assumption that the victim will not tell one time we had this man come in and and this was a, a man who deals with security and, and training for self-defense and the number one thing is if you're being approached and attacked scream you make noise because the one thing a perpetrator doesn't want is noise now think about that in regard to victimization at times we need to speak the truth even if it's uncomfortable to us to the person who wants to control us because when you have been heavily dominated I'm not wanting to camp out on this but I just grew up in a home where everything was very controlled and my father would not allow us to be with our mother once dinner was over that was it and he'd say you're a bad influence on your mother and a host of things if you defied him the ramification was terrible because he would always take it out on mother and I couldn't handle that well I tried a few times to confront but the ramification was so horrible on mother I couldn't do it so I didn't learn how to confront and I had a hard time seeing that something was wrong in my response and I needed faithful friends to lovingly help me and you can be that loving friend who can bring light in the midst of darkness the victim mentality can consciously or subconsciously be used to deny responsibility for a person's present actions the individual continues in self-destructive attitudes and actions while blaming others for undesirable results 
there's not healthy interaction here and there needs to be because God intended us to have meaning and purpose Jeremiah 29 11 says I know the plans I have for you declares the Lord plans to prosper you not to harm you plans to give you hope and a future what is his hope for us is it if we have been victimized staying a victim no and there's a common term today that's used and that is a survivor a survivor of certain kinds of abuse and I understand but you know for me I don't love that term the Bible says it differently I love the word conqueror because that's what the Bible says that we are more than what conquerors through him who loved us so yes you can start as a victim and that means you are powerless you literally do not have control of whatever the situation is and you may move to become a survivor but don't stop there because you can overcome a victim mentality by changing the way you see God and yourself in relation to him Romans 8 37 and all these things we are more than conquerors through him who loved us some people think wait a minute where is God in all this God hears the cry of the battered and the abused Psalm 10 verse 17 you hear O Lord the desire of the afflicted you encourage them and you listen to their cry God's not deaf this hasn't caught God by surprise his intent is to be a rescuer Psalm 72 14 he will rescue them from oppression and violence for precious is their blood in his sight one thing we have to be aware of is when God interacts with us as human beings number one he did not create a protective bubble you don't see anywhere in scripture that there is a protective bubble for those who are totally yielded to him you don't see it in the case of the apostles do you certainly Paul describes the horrendous things he went through there is a faulty mindset of I accept Christ I give myself to him now I live in this protective bubble the difficulty is seeing certain verses assuming it's always speaking of the material that it's always the physical the most important thing of all is that we are emotionally not just salvaged but restored rescued and in truth I really would not be able to speak on this topic and have the heart that I do had it not been for so many things that I went through within my family I understand hurt I understand pain I understand that sense of self-protection and survival if I hadn't gone through that then I would not do a program called hope for the heart I wouldn't do a program called hope in the night because I couldn't identify all of that is usable yes there's a Romans 8 28 principle all things work together for good to those who love God and who are called according to his purpose yes that's true but realize from God's standpoint do you see where if we just name it we get whatever we name and claim I know there's theology that teaches that but do you see that in the whole counsel of God if you look at the Bible godly leaders they didn't many times get what they asked of God and the whole point that I want to bring out is you have a God and I have a God who said free will I'm giving everyone choice and so some of the people on earth will choose to victimize you 
And I will say that at times that's going to happen to you. I would venture to say that has happened to every person where you were powerless over something or within a situation where you had no choice. This is a common denominator for us all. And God is not the perpetrator. Many times it's misplaced blame. This is Hope for the Heart with June Hunt. And we're talking about conquering the victim mentality. Coming up, June shares a conversation she had with a young woman who admits that she's controlling. It turns out that her need for control comes from feeling out of control as a child. Now, part of this woman's story is about abuse. And if you have young ones around, you might want to send them to another room as we continue. This conversation originally aired on June's nighttime program, Hope in the Night. If you'd like to talk with June on the air, give us a call, 800 night 17 that's 800-644-4817. Now let's get back to our broadcast about conquering the victim mentality. I want you to think about when bad things happen and we're not in control. Sometimes we think, well, I've been there, done that. That's not good. I don't like not having control. So the objective in life is to have control. Let's listen to a call I need to try to find out why I have a tendency to be controlling. Mm -hmm. Many people do not recognize that they are controlling when indeed they are. How do you happen to know that you have a tendency to be controlling? I know it because God shows me that about myself. And my son was talking to me the other day, and he was telling me that I'm a control freak. I said, well, I agree with you. You're right. I am. What did her son call her? A control freak. That's pretty strong. But she's saying, I agree, I am, and yet does she understand why? No. If you were talking with her right now, what would be the one question that would be obvious to ask her? Why do you think you are a control freak? Okay, one would be, why do you think you are? Yes. Why do you have a need to control? Why do you have a need to control? Again, we don't see ourselves. We have blind spots. That's why we need one another. What happened that she has this need to control? Maybe she'd been in a powerless situation where she didn't like the feelings. So it started developing that she must be in control where she don't experience it again. Yeah, yes. She probably experienced it in her home life. Experienced what? A controlling parent. Okay, where she was being controlled. Okay, well, let's hear. Was there a time in your life when you felt powerless, out of control? Yeah, a lot of my okay. life. What's the earliest time when you felt powerless? I'd say I was around five. The incident that I'm referring to was demoralizing. I struggled with wetting the bed as a little girl, and mm -hmm. I remember my dad was really frustrated with me about that and made me wear a diaper. I was like five. He was so angry because I would not stop wetting the bed. And so I guess that was his way of trying to get me to stop doing it as if I was doing it on purpose, you know. Mm -hmm. So that just made me feel like I wish I had some control. Does anybody have any thoughts about bedwetting at age five? It's usually an indication that there's something traumatic happening in the home environment. That's right. Why is that? Do you know what the dynamic is? Yes. The child is calling attention to themselves. Think about this. The image that we have of babies is in the womb, protected little infants. 
when it's something else beyond physiology then it is a reverting back to what would appear to be a safer time and children don't know they're not thinking about this they don't plan it just understand there's something traumatic going on in fact many times you'll see children do what else sucking their thumbs they hadn't sucked their thumbs for several years and all of a sudden there's this thumb sucking there's something that's overbearing something that doesn't feel safe at all and what does he do what's the dad's response here if she feels hated and a diaper she's five years old some kids are already in school you know in kindergarten that's just before first grade can you imagine the humiliation isn't there another way to handle this by a dad or a mom either way obviously there's more than just diapers the rest of it is incest yes. through my older brother and the reason that I could not ever reveal that to my parents as I was growing up was I saw that the relationship between my brother and my dad was very strained and I knew that if I had revealed that to him mm -hmm. it would have only put more of a strain on that relationship so I just chose not to tell you know mm. there was one point when my mom had come in and had caught us both with our clothes off and I just remember him lying to her saying we were playing house or something the instruction she gave us you know this isn't proper you don't do that but anyway it continued on her mother what came in on it caught him it's like she said no this isn't right this is improper are you hearing that she took her aside coached her said do not ever let this happen this is how you protect yourself are you hearing any of that why didn't she do something so often the just assumption these things don't happen in the family the number one incident of childhood sexual abuse is family members because of accessibility it's rarely a stranger do you understand the difficulty is children can feel very powerless it's like I can't help it it's in my family here she is saying mother came in on it and so how does she feel she probably hoped her mother would stop it but she didn't and then she felt unloved by her mother you know I know mothers it's like their mother bear instinct is going to come out to protect at all costs what happened to the mother bear she didn't want to face it you know many times that is it they don't want to face it no no not my kids her mother felt powerless perhaps there are different reasons a mother can feel powerless well now what's her husband like what are you hearing that he's like so sometimes she's going on with this powerless state or sometimes it can be not in my perfect home there's a prideful parent there is a passive parent in our biblical counseling keys on childhood sexual abuse we do deal with the non-offending parent that doesn't protect when that parent knows let's go on let me give a very direct answer to your question why do I have a tendency to be controlling as soon as you ask the question it made me know I needed to ask you was there a time when you felt out of control no one likes to feel out of control when bad things have happened in the past they don't want to have bad things happen again so the solution is I can't be out of control I've got to have everything under my power so that bad things won't happen it's a type of survival skill 
early on, in terms of the bedwetting, it wasn't a safe environment when your dad gets real angry and then humiliates you by putting a diaper on you when you're age five. You can't change your dad. You're only five years old, and he's an adult. In adulthood, many people who were victims then, whenever the then is, maintain that victim mentality when they're no longer victims. If you can imagine a wheel, mm -hmm. there's a hub of the wheel. The hub of the wheel in victimization is the word powerless. And there are spokes that would come off of that hub of the wheel. One of the spokes would be being over-controlling. They were powerless. So now in adulthood, they have that hub of the wheel at the center. They know what it's like to feel powerless, so they become controlling, overly serious, perfectionistic. <laughs> Everything has to be just right. It's my way or no way. Mm -hmm. It's a survival technique. It's like, I'll feel bad if I'm out of control. Do you identify with that? Sure. Mm -hmm. Okay. The objective for you then is to every day say, Lord, I give you control of my life. If you will allow the Lord to be your controller, you can release a lot of that over-controlling nature or spirit that you have. I'm going to send you our material on victimization because I think it will help you tremendously. You continue to hang on to God's hope. This is listener-supported Hope for the Heart with June Hunt. She'll be back with a very important message, so stay with us. You know, as June has talked with people over the years, she's seen how victims face a lingering sense of hopelessness. And her closing words, hang on to God's hope, really represent the core message of this ministry. It comes from Jeremiah 29:11, which says, I know the plans I have for you, says the Lord, plans to prosper you and not to harm you, plans to give you hope and a future. To help you discover more about living in victory, visit us at hopefortheheart.org. Here you'll find our keys for living that address crisis and trauma, including abuse recovery, which is what we're talking about today. There are also hope-filled and helpful resources on domestic violence, verbal and emotional abuse, and bullying. Again, it's all found at hopefortheheart.org. Now, I mentioned earlier that June has recorded a special message for us. Here's more. Hi, this is June again. I've been humbled by how God has blessed this broadcast by reaching millions of people over the past 34 years. We've been sharing the vital message how God's truth provides real answers to our real questions. After October 2nd, our daytime broadcast will transition off the air, but you can still listen to our nighttime program. And I invite you to our new website, junehunt.org. Here you'll find my audio teaching resources, just like you've heard on this broadcast. Plus, our Keys for Living series will be available, addressing relevant topics like anger, abuse, grief, forgiveness, marriage and family issues, and many other topics people face in life. Words can't express how much I appreciate our loyal listening audience. So join me as we step into this new season Make junehunt.org your place to go for biblical hope and practical help where I'll continue to provide God's truth for today's problems anytime, anywhere. June, thank you for that special message and the exciting news about the new website. 
34 years is a long time for a radio broadcast, and words can't express how thankful we are to our listening audience. Now, just to clarify, June is not going away. She will still host her late-night radio program, Hope in the Night. And she just mentioned her new website that's coming online in October. That's junehunt.org. This is in addition to the existing Hope for the Heart website. You can also connect with June on Facebook and be on the lookout for a new podcast coming up in the future, too. Again, we're so grateful to our listeners, and we invite you to follow us into these new areas of ministry. For June Hunt, I'm Joe Wolf. Remember that there is hope, no matter the circumstance. Meet us back here tomorrow for more hope and help, right here on Hope for the Heart, 103.9.